1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Junks are brought to you by
2: Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the junkies. We're going to head to the BetQL guest hotline. Say hello to Jonathan Allen from your Washington Commanders. He's presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local put their team in your office visit mstreetbank.com for more information
3: good morning jonathan
4: good morning how you guys doing today
3: hey do you like us this has been two years of doing this (laughs) the reason why i'm asking i just some reason i was thinking about this we have this picture in studio of jay beagle he was on the capitals right and Mm -hmm. he used to do this bit much like you where he came on i don't know if he came on every week but we had him on every couple weeks and then we quit doing it, or maybe got traded. We never heard oh, from him yeah, again. Signed, signed a big deal <laughs> Never. Where do you go, Vancouver. Vancouver? What do you yeah. think he's supposed to call you?
5: I don't,
1: I
2: don't know.
5: Free I don't know.
2: He do, likes do, us. He savages jersey. Do we sound needy and insecure, Jonathan? I, no. I know the answer.
4: Yes. No, not at all. But I will say that if I didn't like you guys, I don't think there would be any doubt. I think you guys would have a very clear picture. And uh, <laughs> if you guys, if I didn't like you, you guys, wouldn't have to ask that question to find out. All right, very, good to
3: know. All right, there you
4: go. Good to know. Because
3: hey. I do you like doing these interviews when you guys are in these <laughs> losing streaks? I mean, of course I not. mean that's probably the worst of your career, right? Eight straight losses?
4: Uh, uh who knows? I went three and thirteen before, but I will say, at least mm. I know when I come on the show it's not all it's not like a grill session. So I appreciate that. Yeah. So, I mean, I've done some interviews where these guys are just looking uh, you know, get headlines and I mean I understand they got to do their job so I always appreciate the fact that you guys keep it pretty light when we lose and yeah no it Makes masterful interviewers
6: that's us we're very likable people
3: yeah. tell us why you didn't play in the last game
4: uh just with the knee injury you know I sat down with coach Rivera and we agreed that it wasn't worth it you know what I mean Obviously, I could have if I needed to, but with just all the wear and tear on the knee and the plantar fascia, we both sat down and agreed that it was just probably for the best that I sit so out.
5: Is that something you've been dealing with all year? Just didn't really talk about.
4: Yeah, I mean it definitely was, but again, I you know I don't like to talk about it because everybody's dealing with something, right, so that's right. not really an excuse. I don't even want to throw that narrative out there.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, but I mean, look, when you have knee injuries, what what do you need done? Are you going to have uh, some sort of like a cleanup? In the off season, is there a torn meniscus? What do you What do you got going on?
4: Uh, nothing torn. I think it was just a wear and tear for the season. To be honest, this year defense played a lot of snaps. Um, and sometimes things just kind of flare up. You know, it's kind of hard to. Was it swelling? Uh,
5: was that what you were dealing with?
4: Oh yeah, I mean the swelling. I've been dealing with that swelling for years. But um, you know, going up to see some doctors later this month, and you know, so what do you do?
5: Do you do, like, the uh, – what the what's the stuff my son was doing that before? Get,
4: like, gel put
3: in
5: there. No, he did, like, oh, the blood stuff. PRP. Or- the PRP, you do all that and get it drained. I do,
4: I do just about everything. I have, you know, massages Monday and Friday. I got a very strict eating diet during the season that I got to stay on and stay away from those food mm-hmm. that cause a lot of inflammation. are like what? Doctors. what? What
2: inflames you? What inflames Jonathan Allen? <laughs>
4: Probably the same thing that inflames you guys. A lot of greasy foods. Obviously, alcohol is a no-no. You can't do that. Oh, that's, um, the whole That's season, why you like, and I are different. Are you, playing, are you telling it's me the whole season?
2: You go, you go. the whole moderation season? case. Okay, <laughs> alcohol moderation. Okay, that that sounds Dur- during, more doable.
4: during the season. Yeah. If we had a really tough game. I will go home and drink two hard seltzers, and that, that's enough to get me pretty buzzed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, you get buzzed by two. A man of your size and carriage gets well, he buzzed doesn't by drink much. two hard seltzers? So you know
4: I, I stopped I stop drinking in June, okay. right. and then like the next time I have a drink will be like October.
5: All right, but so when you're hardcore that. in the summer, how many does it take?
4: Oh, man, come on now. I'm three I'm two hundred ninety pounds, man. I can I can go all night.
6: <laughs> what's your what's your next uh your trip? You and your wife taking a, a trip here in the next couple Ooh, weeks. Can we
1: guess?
3: Didn't you already go around the world basically last year? <laughs> uh,
4: maybe <laughs> yeah, he'll do it again. So, uh, we have a trip in uh March. We're going to Easter Island and Machu Picchu, so we're really excited about that couldn't one. Couldn't find those on the map. <laughs> Easter Island. <I've> <laughs> where where like, is that? I
2: know it has the big giant head statues, that's all I know about it, but I couldn't find it on a map.
4: They're both in South America. Easter Island is kind of like an island right off of South America. Mm-hmm. Peru. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Easter Island. I Chile. believe you. I hey, believe hey
2: you. when you're in South America, don't do the ayahuasca. No matter what, that we'll, like a local shaman comes up to you, just just say no. no
4: right. Oh man, man, I'm a I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, man. I don't believe in all that <laughs> <laughs> <Numbo> jumbo jumbo. <laughs> I'm good. Well, you,
2: you don't believe to... in the voodoo witch doctor stuff. Hey,
4: smart. hey, 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 keep that away from me. I don't even watch TV shows. I got that crap in it.
6: Hey, John, when when you and uh, <laughs> when you and her wife are walking through an airport, I mean, unless you're flying private, which I doubt you're flying private to. Easter Island, but who knows? But when you're walking Waste through, ever. when you're walking through an airport, how many people come up to you and say, you know, want a picture or autograph?
4: Um, you know, people only come up to me when my wife's not there. When my wife, when my wife's there, no one ever. They might look, yeah. you know, they might, you know, I catch people trying to take photos sometimes, but when my wife is there, no one ever comes up to me. Really? Yeah. So she's like my little bodyguard. Right. She keeps me clean. Right.
6: That's <laughs> good. That's good.
4: Is it
3: right that your wife does your wife compete in marathons or half marathons?
4: Yeah. She's done marathons. She was a rower in college, so definitely an athlete.
3: Do you ever have you ever gone running with her? Because I'd imagine you don't you're not a distance runner.
4: Uh I've gone running with her twice, and they've both been some of the most miserable experiences of my life, and we've never done it since.
3: You're right, right. How far did you run?
4: I ran like a mile, like a mile and a half. And I'm just exhausted.
3: Tapped.
2: <laughs> yeah,
4: so hey, we way, don't did, run together anymore.
2: Getting back to your trip to South America, have you seen like some of these airports you're gonna be flying into? Like up in the Andes I've, Mountains? I and mean, it's terrifying.
4: Well, you gotta think. I've been to so we've been to Bhutan and Bhutan is one of the top ten most difficult airports in the in the world to fly into. Uh-huh. So, you know, when you're flying into those airports, you just close your eyes and you just say a little prayer. Hey. Right? People get mad at me when I say this. When I'm on a plane, like, I have no control, so it's my time to go. It is what it is. Can't control it now. Bhutan is in the Himalayas, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> he just
6: he
3: <laughs>
2: flies in the mountainous terrain all over the planet. That is crazy. So adventurous. I mean, you're a
6: big dude. I understand you'll be in first class, but still, that's a long ways to fly, to be such a big guy in a seat all those hours.
4: Well, that's what the wife likes, so you know. All right, gotcha. I mean, what, what? My Hold wife on. likes what?
6: to just to fly too, and I just say no. What,
2: what did you do? What did you do in Bhutan? What were the top uh, to go attractions?
4: So Bhutan is a small country in between China and India, and is very unique, mm. very very unique. So when you fly in there, you start at like twelve thousand miles high. Mm. And so we did a hike up to Tiger's Nest, which is like a Buddhist temple, which I can honestly say is probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. You you start at 12,000 feet. You're hiking up to 14,000 feet. Oh. Oh. And I'm just getting crushed by this thing. Lack of oxygen. right? Just, again, one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life. I don't think I'll ever go back to that.
6: John, place. I went to Pike's Peak uh, five <laughs> years ago, 10,000 yeah. feet. And I got out of the car, and I I almost just fainted. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you were in a car
6: yeah but he's spiking you... in I Bhutan. I know and I walked like eight steps and I almost fainted. Right.
2: he's laughing. he's played at mile high state you think he passed <laughs> out
6: he goes it's screen? no it's hard <laughs> all right john we got to get into the no joke i know
3: john we got to get into the business of the commanders so um you talked about meeting with ron before the last game tell us what it was like um everybody knew this was coming uh regime change but Ron did have a meeting with the players. What was that like? And then what do you make of Josh Harris's comments in terms of the team moving forward?
4: Um, well, you know, one thing about Coach Barry, he's going to keep it classy until the very end. And that's something you can always appreciate. In today's business where, you know, after you get fired, who knows how I would act if I was in that situation. You know what I mean? So I appreciate him for that. You know, and as far as Coach Harris's comments, I like to hear it. I really, I really do like to hear it. I'm not... Again, like I said, not looking for a rebuild. I'm looking to win now. And those comments were refreshing to hear.
3: Um, Some of your teammates made some interesting comments about the culture. And I know that you had been on this show, and you said that you liked Ron Rivera's culture. Now losing, when you lose eight straight games, I'm sure that kind of changes your feel towards things. Um, But they were alluding towards needing a culture change. Do you feel that?
4: You know, it's one of those things where it's – well, I always tell some of the guys, you haven't been here for as long as I have, so you haven't seen how far we've come. First and foremost, but obviously, when you lose eight games in a row, anything that you don't like is going to be known. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to, you're not going to have anything positive to say. So, I mean, the difference between winning and losing just so thin in the Both of those Giants games, I'm looking at those games. We should have won. The Je- uh, the Bears game. We should have won the Jets game. So if you look at the games that we lost. But the we Bears those- killed you. Yeah. But, I mean, based on what they did, and based on who we are, match wise I think that's a game we should win. I truly believe that. Of course. And if you look they at those games... I know,
3: but my point is, when you look back on a season, you got drummed by the Bears.
5: That doesn't mean the next yeah. time we play them, they
3: drum us again. I'll agree with that. On paper, we all, we all picked you guys to beat the Bears. Right. And
5: that's yeah. what he's saying. No, that was a
4: must-win. Must we, we didn't show up that game. But when I look at that film and I look at the teams, I see that as a game that we can win. And of we should course. have won when I look back. Um, Is easy in the NFL when things are going bad. to what's the what's I, I can't even think of the word. When things are go, things can get overwhelming. You know what I mean. And that's, we, we just got overwhelmed that game. But if we play that game again, I just know the same results aren't happening. So if you look at some of the games we lost, one of the one of the two Eagles games, if not two of the two. We win that. We're competing for the playoffs and we're in the playoff on like we have been all year. The entire mood of the Season changes, though. So, you know, I'm not into when things go wrong. Oh, now I'm going to start calling everything out. I mean, look, obviously the season didn't go how we wanted it to go, but, you know, it's what it is. I
5: got two questions for you. First off, can you compare – did you enjoy playing for Jay? Like, because people always talk about the culture and everything, and Ron is hyping himself up with the culture, and you, be, you seem to like the culture with Ron. Did you like the culture and, and, and everything with Jay's
0: group?
4: Yes, and so when people talk about the culture, there's two different types of cultures. Mm -hmm. You have the culture in the locker room, Mm -hmm. and then you have the culture above. When Coach Gruden was our coach, the culture in the locker room was phenomenal. Loved the coaches, loved the players. It was just all the other stuff. So that's where it can get a little bit confusing for an outsider or fans when we talk about culture. And I truly believe, like, if Alex Smith doesn't get hurt, I believe that we win 10 to 11 games that season. I mean, we were already 6-2, 2-0 in the division, just beat the Cowboys and the Giants, and we were on a roll. But, you know, that's the NFL. So, I enjoyed playing for Coach Gruden, but –
1: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I got got you. All right, let me me ask you this. Let me ask
5: you this. Uh, You were a big-time supporter of SAM, and so was I, actually. Um and I, I just feel sorry for the kid i the second half of the season was just so s- different from the first half. And I know the competition got better, but what do you what do you think happened uh, i don't think I don't think honestly the staff did, did him a lot of favors, asking him to pass fifty times a game, uh, they kind of worn down, hit a wall, lost a little confidence, a lot of things. but what do you think happened Because the play dropped off precipitously, if
1: I could say so.
4: Yeah, it's hard to say. You know, when it comes to Sam, like I've always said it's gonna be interesting to see how he bounced back and how he returns. Um, I think there's one of the thing's very just a, p- a plethora of things that went wrong. Defense wasn't playing good, couldn't sustain a running game, passing game was inconsistent, and that's a lot. You know, I mean that's a lot to ask for Sam to go out there and with all the issues that we had, fix them all. Obviously he knows he could play better, but I mean I think he said about everybody on the team, so Interested to see how he comes back from this. I mean, the biggest thing about an NFL player is to never lose your confidence, even in situations like this. You wouldn't be here if you couldn't play in the NFL, and I truly believe that, and i told him that. So how you come back, was going to be on you, but just know there's people in your corner who believe in you, me included. And Yeah, hey, just go out there, and if, like I always tell people, if I'm ever going to go out in the NFL, I'm going to go out doing it on my terms. So,
6: hmm. you know. So, John, you've seen the names um, that Harris, went, you know, that hierarchy wants to – interview and they are ben johnson and aaron glenn who are the coordinators for the lions mike mcdonald and anthony weaver both on the staff at baltimore slowick the oc at houston dan quinn obviously you know him from uh, the cowboys and he's been a head coach before and raheem morris who you know uh defensive coordinator for the rams so out of these guys um do, do any of them kind of stand out uh, you're a defensive guy do you do you care if it's a defensive-minded head coach versus an offensive guy? Who do you like?
4: Um, and this is coming from a tackle. I have absolutely right. no idea how this process works. But one thing that I've always heard is you always want to get an offensive-minded of head coach because if you don't, your offensive coordinator is going to eventually leave for a head coaching job. With that being said, I have absolutely no idea, and I'm just glad I don't have to make that decision because uh, this fan base is ready for some winning and, hmm,
6: Hey, out of curiosity, the the NFLPA uh, released that list of um, the players' favorite coordinators, and they had the top five offensive coordinators. The top guy was Frank Smith from the Dolphins. The top guy on defense was Aaron Glenn. Mm -hmm. Did you participate in that?
4: Uh, I did not, honestly. I oh. didn't, even, <laughs> okay. didn't even know that was a thing. They probably sent the
6: just...
3: it, it was anonymous it's
6: voting. It yeah, it was anonymous. Yeah. <laughs>
3: so, talking to Jonathan Allen from Pro Bowl defensive tackle, earlier this season you made some waves, kind of indicating that at the end of the season you'd have to make an assessment and figure out if you wanted to stay here in Washington. Where are you at right now?
4: Uh, I mean, I'm kind of in the same spot. I mean, listen, I want to win, and I want to win now. Um Again, that doesn't mean I'm out of here. That doesn't mean I'm staying. I I don't know what it means. I think it's right now important for me and my wife to take some time away and get away from this game. You know, when I'm full go from June and really May to January, I mean, I think it's important to not make a rash decision or do or say anything that I'm going to regret later. So for right now, I'm just taking time away from the game, enjoying being with my wife, enjoying traveling. And then a month or two, we're going to reassess how I feel, where we're at, and, you know, go from there.
6: What's your current contract right now?
4: Uh, I think not as bad I should know. I think I have two years left on this deal. I, don't quote me. Though. I are don't. they
6: are they both guaranteed?
4: No, they're not. So one year guaranteed. Not the the last one is not. I think I don't think any of the money is guaranteed anymore. Oh, okay. I right. think I'm not. I'm not positive though. Okay.
6: All
2: right, mm. Jonathan. Well, we've enjoyed having you. Enjoy your time away with with your wife, wherever you guys might wind up. And hey, uh, didn't
5: he invite us to his house at one point? Can't we go there? Yeah,
3: we didn't follow up. Much yeah. yeah, like we go. never
4: followed up with Zim.
5: I don't want to go though. Yeah, he's gonna be globetrot. Did, you get, now. Good did luck. you get your pool fixed or something? <laughs> yeah. When oh he's yeah. Out-
4: the, the pool. The pool's all nice and ready to go. Whenever you guys want to come.
0: Hey, mm. when he's out of when, he, when he's out of town, we should crash. We just <laughs> 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 can we Airbnb. Yeah, yeah, trip? Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. give us the keys,
6: John. Yeah, just
2: leave the key under the mat. <laughs> we'll find it. Yeah. We'll we won't trash the place, we
6: promise. Yeah, And make sure you stock the fridge with stuff better than hard seltzers.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Yo, man. We'll All put right, water yeah, in I your liquor bottles. Good right. <laughs> All right,
6: we'll have fun on your trips. Thank we'll you, buddy. Talk to you soon, bro. I uh, appreciate you guys. Yep. All right,
2: That's man. Jonathan Allen, Commander's Defensive Tackle, presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. When we come back, we'll get into EB's entertainment page next on The fam.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.